Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajal Khurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome back to yet another amazing and rocking episode of Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. I'm your host KK. Our guest today is an amazing female entrepreneur. She is the founder of Charisma Hacking a community of female entrepreneurs that learn to use storytelling and video to make their followers obsessed with anything they sell. Her lifelong career of performing as an actress or a singer or a songwriter helped her uncover the secrets that were holding female entrepreneurs back from growing their business whenever they stepped in front of camera. And she is none other than Michael Jones. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. I'm so (laughs) excited. This is going to be so cool. Thank you so much, Michael. So please tell our listeners about your journey. How did you become an entrepreneur from an actress, a singer? Absolutely. So I started, I started performing when I was very young. When I was six years old, I started performing. And then I, I started performing in front of very large crowds. By the time I was eight and 11, crowds of 35,000 people. I was always on camera, on stage, doing voiceover work. So I, I spent a lot of time performing. And then about seven years ago, so when I was, when I was a young girl, I had incredible anxiety. I had incredible anxiety and performance anxiety above all the rest because I had a lot of adults that were counting on me to get things right. So I had a lot of anxiety. And the only way that I figured out to calm down my anxiety was to break down the art forms that I was doing as if it were a science. I started breaking down the systems and processes that people were responding to versus people weren't responding to. So I also took a lot of lessons from a lot of really incredible coaches. And at the same time, so I was traveling from Los Angeles to Texas, uh, all over the United States every month, taking from these incredible coaches that, you know, my parents were paying a lot of money to. And each one of them had a very different method, a very different method of teaching that they wanted me to get right when I was with them. But I would go to one and get it right. And then do that exact same thing and go to another. And they would say, you're that's wrong. And you know, you need to do it this way. And how could you forget everything we've gone over within the week that I've seen you? And it just added to my anxiety and it added to the fact that I always felt like I was doing something wrong. So I started obsessing over the systems and processes and what people meant when they would say things that were performance related or that had to do with anything in front of people. So I started thinking like, okay, so when they tell me that it needs to sound 
pop, you know, in a singing world, I'd be like, what exactly does that mean? What do I do with my voice? How long are my words? All this stuff. And then when I would be on stage, I would obsess over the fact if somebody would respond to a body movement that I would do, or if I would say something funny and they would respond positively to it, I would log that and even write it down and go with like, okay, they responded positively to that. So I'm going to use that and I'm going to go forward. So I started obsessing over the systems and processes that it took to do this. And then nailing auditions when I was an actress, every single performance medium that I was doing, I broke it down to a science. Then about seven years ago, I had this time in my life when I was incredibly insecure and I was even afraid to be on camera, which now people hear that and they're like, what? You're on camera yeah. all the time, all day, every day. <laughs> but there was about, there was like a three to five year period where I was incredibly insecure and I thought that I wasn't good enough or not good enough talent wise, but wasn't pretty enough or wasn't skinny enough. And I thought that I shouldn't be on camera at the same time, you know, but I had all these skills and I had all these systems and processes at the same time that this was happening with me. I had an actress come to me and ask me if I would help her with this audition that she had coming up. And I reluctantly agreed um, because we were friends, but I didn't know if I was going to be any good at it. And I knew that it would only add to my anxiety even more if I took her money or if I spent time with her and I didn't make a difference. Mm. So I made her agree. I was like, well, I will only do this if you do it my way. We have to film a video at the, be at the beginning of your lesson and then a video at the end to make sure that I'm making a difference. And then this before after video system was discovered, it was built that I built my entire business on. So I was able to, with this actress, teach her the systems and processes, the very tiny things that I had made a science my whole life. It directly translated to her and it made it so easy for her to learn the things that I knew. And it gave me an outlet where I was so afraid to be in front of the camera at this time that the thing that I became really, really good at when before it was being on stage and being on camera and all that stuff, I focused all of my energy into teaching people how to do this thing because it was the only creative outlet that I had. I had to help everybody be in front of the camera, be on the stage, be on the podcast and be able to do exactly what I was doing with the science that I had created. So then, so I, I've taught um, performers and singers and actresses and speakers uh, for the last seven years. And then I attended Funnel Hacking Live in January right. and I went as a, uh, as like a citizen. I went as just somebody who was going to observe because my sister-in-law, Catherine Jones, was speaking at it. Oh, so I went just to support her. She's my sister-in-law. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So she's amazing. She's amazing. And I knew it was a big deal for her, but I really didn't know anything about the internet marketing space. I knew the yeah. entertainment space, but I didn't know the internet marketing space very well. So when I was at Funnel Hacking Live, everywhere that I looked, there were people on stage or on camera or recording things for podcasts, doing joint ventures, filming ads. It was entertainment everywhere right. but everybody that I saw doing it they weren't doing it and I shouldn't say it like this but they weren't doing it very well right? <laughs> on stage I was like oh my gosh I if they only knew what I knew mm. I know they don't consider themselves entertainers but they have to do the same thing that all entertainers have to do they have to convert people to themselves in order to sell a product in fact, with the entrepreneurial community or the internet marketing space, it is so necessary for their businesses that they can be an attractive character and they can convert people to themselves or make people want to work with them and then continue to work with them.
with them that if they don't have this skill, their businesses will fail. So I started coaching female entrepreneurs. I, I just, I transferred over all of my knowledge of entertainment and business and the business that I had built before and the time that I invested, um, and putting all of my energy into learning how to coach people. And it kind of morphed because I got over my, you know, within the last year, I got over my fear of being on camera. I knew that you know, what my message said and what I was doing for people and how I was helping people was so much more important than how I felt about my body or how I felt about my face or how I felt about whatever that I, I kind of merged the two and I started charisma hacking and it's working and it's great and, <laughs> loving it and it's so much fun. So that's kind oh, of my we journey. Can see that. <laughs> we can see that. Charisma <laughs> hacking is rocking, not working. It's rocking. <laughs> well, amazing, amazing story. It's difficult for people like us or me to digest that you being an actress have all these fears in front of camera. So imagine somebody who is not an actress for them. What is the ratio of fear versus your fear? If you had 20% of fear, probably other people having hundred percent fear is very genuine or natural. Yeah, well, And it's kind of crazy too, because being on camera and the technique that it took to be on camera was never my issue. I knew, you know, I knew what to say. I knew all that stuff, but the thing that it always comes down to, and you know, this is with actresses or with entertainers, but especially with the entrepreneurial community is the fear of rejection. And the fear of rejection is something that I understood so deeply that not only do I know the systems and processes that it takes to be awesome in front of people, but I know the systems and processes because I had to work through through the anxiety and that fear of rejection. And I have always done it as a science. It's something that if I can't break it down into very simple terms, then it doesn't make sense and I don't use it. Right. So I break down every single thing and it was like, okay, breaking down the fear of rejection and being able to move on from that and get past that while still being authentic and not showing up on video and being like, well, I don't care. Right. It's moving through all of these things. You're exactly right. The fear of the fear of rejection that comes from somebody who doesn't know how to be on camera is a lot higher, but I relate to that in, are they going to like me? Are they going to turn away from me and therefore my business? Is my business going to crash and burn because they don't like me, right? And it's, it's an incredible fear that, that yeah, it's, it's hard to overcome. But I'm helping. I'm helping. Cool. Do you see that? I mean, what is your um, experience with people? Because now you have been working with so many amazing people. You have transformed their life. You have helped them overcome their fear in front of camera. But I'm sure it's not everyone's cup of tea. How much do you agree or disagree with that? Do you think everybody can be trained and can be awesome in front of camera? Or there are some people who are not meant to be in front of camera? So the crazy thing about charisma hacking is that it's actually built and catered towards introverts. And it's built and catered towards people who actually are not naturally awesome on camera. I do believe that everybody can be awesome on camera because um, I was doing a training earlier today and uh, somebody asked the same question. Everybody asks like, if I'm not a crazy person like you, will this work for me? Right? Which I totally get. I totally get because I'm a spaz. But it, um, because of the science that goes into it, it's, for example, if, if you're showing up on a live video and you want to use the concept of a pattern interrupt, or you want to get somebody to stop scrolling, you want to make sure that your movement is quick. 
right? That your movement is quick. So when they are scrolling past it, that they see the jolt, that they see it in the corner of their eye or whatever, that it interrupts the pattern in which they're looking at right? But it's not necessarily an energy output thing as much as it is a speed thing, right? So even an introvert can move their arms quickly down instead of slowly down, right? And it's coaching people on these specific things that say, okay, you know, when you break it down to literally a science, you say you have three things on your face, your eyes, your eyebrows, and your mouth. If you look boring, it's because you're not moving one of those things on your face enough. Chances are it's probably your eyebrows because that's what I have found the most. That people will smile like a serial killer and they will just smile with their mouth, but not with their eyebrows, right? So it's things like that where I do, I do believe that everybody can be trained to be awesome on camera because I have worked with people who, who were not good on camera at the beginning, who were not good on camera. But like I said, it was a pivotal thing for their business. It was a necessary thing for their business. So with the science like that, when you break it down to things like speed or moving your eyebrows or things like that, it no longer becomes like, okay, well now you need to be happy or now you need to use more energy. Instead, it breaks it down to like very physical things, very physical mm. things and very scientific things that anybody can piece together and say, okay, I can move faster and therefore I can can, you know, make this rapid movement instead of, oh no, I can't do more energy. I don't have the energy of McCall or of KK. So I, I, do, I do think that everybody can be, I don't know if everybody wants to be, but they should. Yeah. I think it literally, it works for everybody. And it is catered towards people who aren't naturally fantastic at it yeah. so that they can break it down in as simple terms as the people who uh, don't know why they're good at it. It's really amazing. Fun. Amazing. So tell me more. I mean, I know that video is the next new norm for people. If you're not on videos, if you're not live, you cannot survive. You're in your personal life, coaching life, business, whatever you want to name it, even for your health, you know, for that matter. How different it is. I know you do mostly female trainings, but how different it is to train a male entrepreneur versus a female entrepreneur. Do you feel the level of confidence is different or the way they speak or the body language? Yeah. So with females, so with Charisma Hacking, it is a female only company just because I do like to empower females. I feel like a lot of females, um, feel like there are different pressures, uh, mm -hmm. that we need to be something that we're not with men. I feel like the insecurities are the same. It all comes down to that fear of rejection. As far as the way that I approach coaching men versus women, the lines are a little bit different, right? With like sharp angles versus rounded angles with like the way that you move your body, things like that, like how much you can lean into the camera, you know, as a woman versus as a man, things like that. But really the confidence level, the confidence level, I feel like, I honestly, I feel like it's the same. I feel like sometimes there are certain men and certain women who hide it better, right. you know, or who push through it. A lot of times, you know, females, I feel in my experience, females are expected to be perfect and not silly. And they're so worried about being taken seriously that they take on a very serious persona that we're trying to break out of with men. It's more that they're trying to break out of something that they have adopted from corporate life or something that is more, you know, boring and less serious, or they don't know how to make something super interesting versus a female who is, you know, <laughs> who is, 
too serious and too quiet, uh, things like that, because they feel like they're not allowed to be, you know, it's, it's something it's, it's kind of in the middle there. The training, the training is very similar. The training is very similar. Honestly, yeah. it, it works for, it works for everybody. The lines and the angles, like I said, are just a little bit different. You know, right. I call it masculine movement versus female movement, but some right. females uh, prefer to be, you know, more masculine in their movement. And so I train them in that way. And some men prefer to be a little bit more feminine in their movement. And so I train them that way. So it's mm -hmm. all about building the kind of character or the kind of person that they want to be. And then being able to have them show up exactly how they want, you know, on camera and in ads and different things like that. What about appearance? Yeah, yeah, it does. What about appearance? Because for men, it's easy. They can just wear a t-shirt and, you know, be in front of the camera and talk. But when it comes to female, they think a lot about their appearance, their looks, their hair, their makeup, their clothes. I think that's one of the thing as well, where female don't want to take action because they think it's too much of work now to just dress up and be in front of the camera at home, you know, when yeah. they're not stepping out. So what do you have to say about, you know, just being natural or not being perfect with your, your appearance. Yeah, absolutely. So my take on, you know, whether or not appearance should matter or does matter, the thing that I had to go through with my mindset that, that completely reset everything I thought about appearance was that my message matters regardless of how I look. And awesome. regardless if I have makeup on or not, or if in my pajamas, or if I am tired or puffy or feeling chubby or whatever, my message doesn't change. And my message matters either way. And I am still worthy of that attention and still worthy of, you know, that love or that money or that business either way. So the way that, the way that I try to coach all of my females, especially because you're completely right. There are added societal pressures that come right. with that say, you need to look perfect. And if you don't, nobody's going to listen to you. I felt exactly that. I felt exactly that. And I did have to overcome that. So what I tell them is I still, I love to wear makeup and I love to do my hair and things like that, but I don't feel like I have to. The thing that I teach them is it is a choice and your message and your person, your worthiness doesn't change regardless of what you look like. And I make sure that in my group and in my business, I show up either way. I show up a lot of times with no makeup on. Sometimes I'll wear like a goofy shower cap that like has leopard print on it. Like I will show up in face masks. And at the same time, I'm not anti-makeup or anti-hair things. I just believe that it's a choice. I believe that you can show up however you are in the moment and people will crave that authenticity more than they will crave that perfection. I think a lot of women think I've heard the phrase, like, it's not my brand a lot. I've heard that like, well, it's not my brand to show up and have no makeup on, or it's not my brand to run around in my workout clothes. And the thing that they need to realize is that they built their own brand. And the only person that really expects that of them is themselves. Right. Everybody else will, like, will <laughs> completely accept you. However you show up because they're there for your business. They're there for your mind. They're there for your strategies. They're there for your personality. And like, yeah, it's awesome. If you feel beautiful, if you feel awesome, but sometimes you don't oh, and yes. business still has to move forward. Right. I literally used to cancel interviews and cancel coaching calls and cancel things that were on video. If I didn't feel pretty enough and it put my business back 
a lot because anytime I would wake up and be like, no, I have a pimple today or something, I would cancel an interview because I was so insecure that this would be recorded forever and that I would never be able to escape that one day that I had a pimple on my face. And once I got over that and once I said, you know what, my message matters and I need to change people's lives and make my business about them and less about me. Once I was able to do that, I was able to show up with no makeup on and I was able to say, you know what, whatever I have to say today, I need to say, regardless if I have time to put my makeup on or not, regardless if I have time to get ready or not. I know that there are, there's, there are those societal pressures, but I think it's all a mindset thing. I think you can say, if you love to put on makeup and you want to dress up all the time, that's wonderful. That's awesome. But if the day comes when you don't have time, no, you don't have to cancel those appointments. You don't need to hide because you feel less than in your appearance. Instead, you can push forward and people will still accept the message just as powerfully as they would if you had red lipstick on, right? Mm -hmm. Just as powerfully as they would if you showed up in a dress and heels. You know, there it's, it's always a choice. It's always a choice and you can decide what's going to make you feel awesome. Amazing. So I think our listeners should get this message for sure. It's about content and it's about showing up. It's very little about appearance. Of course it matters most of the time, but that is not hundred percent. You can be looking good, but your content is not great. So people are not going to connect to you. So guys, it's about your content. It's about being authentic. It's about showing up every single day. I would like to share my personal experience. Like two days back, we are on Tuesday, Wednesday here. You are on Tuesday, you're in US, I'm in Singapore. Sunday, I wasn't feeling so good, you know, like very low on energy. Sometimes you have, we don't have perfect days, you know. So I had an interview in the evening, like end of the day. And I was like, I wish I could cancel this, but I am not somebody who would cancel. And I showed up. Imagine after the interview, I felt so good, so good. I cannot express my feelings. I was like, thank God. It helped me lift my energies up just because I showed up and I did not cancel. So I totally get what you're saying, guys. We need to show up. And if our content is good, appearance really doesn't matter. Amazing, Michael. So Michael, please tell us, I'm sure, I mean, it sounds very good, but I know that it wasn't so easy for you as well. What were your challenges? Absolutely. So I, I had a lot of people around me. My challenge is, you know, I, I literally... I've had to deal with, with a lot of things, you know, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with, you know, like I said, that fear of rejection has been very huge in my life. I literally had a long period of time in my life where I just thought I was too fat to be on camera because somebody told me that, right? It's, it's something that I didn't create on my own, right? There, there were people around me who were toxic and who wanted things from me or expected things from me that that weren't very nice or weren't productive or conducive to my happiness. And I've had to work through a lot of that, you know, as far as my business, I tell, I tell all of my charisma hackers, you know, there's still a lot of times more, more often than not, where I will wake up and I will tell my husband, I think I'm breaking my business. And he will have to tell me there is no way you could break your business. Even if you tried your very hardest in a day, I promise you it's not broken. (laughs) Still, even though that's not, you know, actual reality, it is a real feeling for me. So I have to constantly tell myself, 
know, you know, I, I am showing up my, one of my problems. And I know this sounds silly, but like, I care a lot about people. And a lot of people will say like, it's so cool that you don't care what people think. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. I do care what people think. I just now care if they think I'm authentic or now I care if they think that I am unapologetically myself, things like that. When before I wanted everyone to think I was perfect. I wanted everyone to think I didn't have to try to succeed, that I was just like doing it, no sweat. And now I actually take great pride in the fact that I try really hard. I try really hard every day, you know, but you know, the challenges that I've had to go through, I think they're very common, even though they felt they, you know, they made me feel very alone. They made me feel like I'm the only person who has ever felt this way. And there's no way that I'll ever overcome this. When, you know, when I started, when I started breaking down my message, like you said, like the content, it really is when you make business about changing people's lives. Like I truly believe like when I talked about funnel hacking live, it wasn't just, I saw like this cash opportunity of people who would pay me money to learn my stuff because I already had a business that was actually extremely successful that I didn't have to change at all. You know, I could have just kept going with my life. But when I showed up to Funnel Hacking Live, I saw people that truly needed it, that I felt like it would be a disservice to them and to myself if I didn't serve them. Mm -hmm. And with having to, you know, break down the sciences, I know, I know how much having a checklist of things lowered my anxiety, even as a very small child, even as a very little girl. So I knew that if I could give that to someone else and lower their anxiety and help them get on camera, when I have felt the need to stay behind the camera before that, I feel, I feel success when my people succeed. Right. And like, I've had to overcome the things that have gotten me out of bed when I have been in my deepest depression is knowing that I have to coach somebody that day or knowing that I need to show up for somebody else. And so I need to pull myself out of bed or I need to show up for, you know, this interview for this coaching call for whatever. There are things that there are things that make me get on camera. You know, the very first thing that I overcame with my fear was not all of the sudden me feeling beautiful or me feeling skinny enough to be on camera. That wasn't the case. Right. It was a complete, it had to be a mindset shift because I actually didn't feel that way. In fact, the time that I started to get on camera, I felt the, le the least worthy of attention and love and beauty and whatever and compliments in my life. And, but at that time I had to tell myself, listen, all of those things will come and they will go. But right now somebody needs you. So right now you have to get on camera and do it. Otherwise somebody who needs you will be without mm -hmm. you. Right. So like it's, it's overcoming all of these things in a way that it truly has been, it's been about, it's been about my people and it's been about my charisma hackers and making sure that I show up for them because there, there are more days than not where I don't want to get out of bed or when I don't, you know, want to be, be positive or something like that. Right. When, um, at the same time, I'm like, okay, I know I have to show up for these people. I know that it's an important thing in their lives and I know it will change their businesses. So yes, it has not always been easy, but <laughs> been worth it so far. Amazing. So guys, you can see the difference. People who take, take action. We are all in the same boat. We have feelings. We have emotions. We have days where we don't want to wake up and be in front of the camera or show up, but we do it. Especially people like McCall who show up every single day, climb up the ladder fast. So that's why you think, oh, why other people are more successful than I am? Because they're showing up every single day. And like you mentioned beautifully, it's not about me. It's about them.
Right. We don't know who's having a bad day at work. We don't know who's having a bad relationship. We don't know whose son or daughter or kids are sick. But if we can have an impact on them with our voice, I think that's job well done. <laughs> so good job. Good job. I think we need to be having empathy as an entrepreneur. If you Absolutely. have empathy, you will show up. Right, Nicole? Correct Absolutely. me if I'm wrong. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> empathy is what it's all about. It really is. It's even like, you know, being relatable or creating raving fans and all of this stuff. It's all about authenticity that comes directly from empathy. Right. It's the authenticity that comes from people relating to your bad days and people relating to the struggles. You know, I had a question earlier today in the other interview training that I did. And somebody said like, how do you deal with technology and when it fails you? And it was like, listen, <laughs> How many people could relate to that? How many people could you literally go live and be like, listen, I'm trying to get on Zoom for this interview and it is not working. You guys know what I mean? And every single person would be like, oh my gosh, Zoom has been the worst for me today. You know what I mean? It's like, if you share your struggles with people, you will connect with them further. If you share your journey and if you are really authentically yourself, if you say, listen, I was afraid to do this, but I did it anyway. So many more people will reach out and say, oh my gosh, I was afraid to do this, but you motivated me and you inspired me that if you're afraid to do it, I can do it too, right? It's so cool. I also, I told Alex, Alex Elliott, I, I coach Alex. She's one of my coaching clients and we were doing Facebook ads for her and she shows up in an incredible way on live video, but pre-recorded video is something she's just a little bit unfamiliar with. Right. And I was telling her, you know, with, with pre-recorded video, that's been my life forever. But live video was the thing that I had to overcome, you know, this many months ago, this many years ago. And she was like, Oh my gosh, if you who go live all the time and you're super comfortable with it now can overcome your fear of going live, then I of course can overcome my unfamiliarity or fear of pre-recorded video. It's like, listen, we are all struggling with things. And we're all having to overcome things in order to move our business forward. Right. The more empathy you can have, it's exactly right. KK, the more empathy you can have for someone, not only the more you connect with them, but the more relatable you are in your businesses and the faster your business will grow because people will relate to you and they will cheer you on. You know, this reminded me of something I would like to share. I, I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day and he defined fear amazingly. He said, this four letter word fear is nothing else but false evidence appearing as real. So this is like false, whatever your fears are, I'm going to fail. I can't do this. This is all false. So if we just keep that in our mind, we can move the needle forward. It's amazing. So tell our listeners, how can charisma hacking help them? What do they get when they get into your coaching program? You know, how many months it is, you know, because people want to know how fast they can overcome their fears. It's about time. Everybody wants results fast these days. <laughs> You're so nice. So I do have a free Facebook group that has trainings going on there all the time. The main way to get into charisma hacking at charismahacking.com in actually a couple weeks, I am launching this program called the pumps club. And what it is, is it includes this vault that has all of the trainings that I have ever done in my life. And I will add a new training every week. And then it has an implementation workshop 
every, every week as well. There's also daily accountability and things like that. And it's a group coaching program. I also have one-on-one -on -one coaching, but with this group coaching program, you're able to access all of these trainings and find what you need the most because really charisma hacking will touch every area of your business. It will touch every part of what you're wanting to be successful at. There are so many different trainings in so many different categories because this performance medium or entertainment medium that people don't realize that they're in is everywhere, right? So I truly, I have, <laughs> I have charisma hackers tell me that after one training, they're already better on video, right? Or coaching clients, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is eight weeks at a time. It is a year round program, but we take it eight weeks at a time to make sure we're reevaluating goals and different things like that. As far as the pumps club system, it is a perpetual program that goes year round so that I continually add things to the vault and I'm, always talking to uh, the members of the pumps club in order to create custom trainings for their businesses. So they literally send me messages and are like, Hey, I'm struggling with this in my business. Can you create a custom training for this? And I do. And then I put it in the vault so that they can access it. And then later on, we have an implementation workshop to where we can say this applies to your business exactly in this way. So charisma hacking really, it changes lives immediately. Like I said, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is eight weeks, but the pumps club is forever. It's forever. And it's going to be so cool. I'm really excited. And you can do it at your own time and pace. Yeah. So you don't have to be committing to particular. That's amazing. You know, I love the word you call uh, your business as an entertainment entertainment. I think it's so important. People need to think about that. Most of the time we get very serious with our business, but in life, we all are seeking happiness and we are contradicting it with being serious all the time, you know? So guys, if you really want your business to be flourishing, you need to feel happy with it. So you need to entertain yourself as well as your audience. So entertainment, 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 <laughs> and you need to be the director of your business. That's yeah. what McCall is going to teach you. How can you direct your business? So guys, if you're really interested, you can join her group or her coaching program. I'm going to put all the details in the show notes before if somebody wants to get in touch with you. What is one piece of advice you would like to give our listeners? I would love to tell, to tell your listeners that showing up even when you don't want to is important. I'm going to tell them that live video is the future and they need to get very comfortable with lives. And the easiest way to do that is to practice, to practice. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not a live video, take your phone and record it on your camera roll and pretend as if it's live, get very comfortable, get very comfortable with seeing yourself on camera. And yeah, live video, live video is the future. Live video is the future. And you need to show up consistently because the more you show up consistently, the more your audience will be familiar with you and your message and the more they will feel like you care. Right. Amazing. Show up guys every day. Say yes from today. Do you also advise people to stand in front of uh, the mirror and you know, rehearsal few words like New York, New York, you say New York few words like this or, you know, I, I can't recall. I used to practice this a lot, you know. Yes. So the ways that, the ways that I tell people to practice is put three bullet points on a sticky note. The first bullet point you're going to write down is the main point you want to tell your audience when you go live. Right. The second bullet point you put down is the, is the bullet point that comes or the information that comes right before you get to your main point. And then the third bullet point you put is the one that goes right after your main point. And then yes, before you go live, 
instead of doing it just in front of the mirror, because you will fake yourself out to thinking you have more energy and you're more entertaining when you're in front of the mirror than if you practice on camera and -hmm. you practice with your phone camera filming yourself and then watch it back. Because when you watch it back, you're literally observing the medium in which your audiences will see you, or you're observing exactly the way that they're going to watch you, and you'll be able to evaluate it a lot more accurately. So watching those videos and making sure, yes, practice in your camera roll before you go live with those three bullet points, and then when you go live, your thoughts will be more organized, and you will already have had your first pancake. You will already have had (laughs) the thing that you can mess up on a million times, and then you can get it right when you go in front of people. You're absolutely right. When I started doing my videos, I was so nervous, though it was recorded, but I did it. I just published it unedited, raw, no makeup, nothing. And now when I see that and my videos today, oh my God, I have changed so much. And you're right, practicing in front of video uh, versus doing it on your phone. You know, I go live on Facebook and I listen to my live multiple times. My husband will ask me, why are you doing that? You said it, it's over. I said, no, I want to see how I can improve next time. What are the words I, you know, didn't say right. Of course, you will make mistakes, but there's nothing wrong in making mistakes. You can show people it's okay to be imperfect, right? Absolutely. I'm so happy that I got in touch with you and you are here on our show with us, helping our listeners. Guys, trust me, videos and live is the next new norm. If you want to be successful, in any niche, whatever your business is, and you are afraid of getting live, you need some training, I highly, highly recommend McCall. She (laughs) is the go-to girl. (laughs) Thank you so much. So Nicole, I know you have shared about your group as well. So where can people find you one final time? Absolutely. So charismahacking.com is going to lead you to every single thing that you ever need um, for charisma hacking, for your business, all the things. You can go join our waiting list for the Pumps Club. It launches, like I said, in a couple weeks. But being on the waiting list, you get a whole bunch of implementation trainings for free beforehand. It's going to be amazing. Charismahacking.com. Go do all the things. Right. Amazing. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking out time and being on our show today. It was lovely talking to you. Great to talk to you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.